game time. You're listening to the House League Heroes podcast with your hosts, Riley Barton and Tanner Chuby. Follow the guys on Instagram at underscore Riley Barton underscore and Tanner C-H-U-B-E-Y. Welcome back. The House League Heroes podcast has returned after a long hiatus, I think, before the regular season. I think our last episode was Free Agent Frenzy. I'm joined yeah. by my co-host, Riley Barton. Riley, how you doing? I'm doing great. It's really hot in this room, but this is our, I guess, now our second first uh, in-person podcast recording. Yeah, so uh, we did have one filmed in, or filmed, recorded in November that uh, got corrupted yeah, uh, by Riley himself. Yeah, that was a good effort by me. Good a uh, few hours of editing just for it to corrupt and uh, really messed up my entire groove. And then I just then we just didn't do one after that. But you know what? We got this really nice studio here at school that we have gonna get one episode out of it yes. for the whole year that we've been here. <laughs> so we'll take that as a success. And We're really using our facilities. Absolutely great studio. I mean, it is. It, it's unfortunate that we're we're losing it, but I'm. I'm ready to get out of here. Yeah, me too. School year's almost done. Uh, playoffs right around the corner. I'm ready to relax and watch some hockey. Well, we'll we'll talk about the playoffs coming soon. We'll jump right into it. But we're going to start off with this because I know for those that listen, it's going to piss them off. Austin Matthews, 60 goals on the year. The first person to do it since Steven Stamkos about 10 years ago. Riley, what do you have, what do you have to well, say Well, I on saw it? the clip. Well, I watched the goal because we turned it on TV for a second, and as we turned it on, he just ripped that one home from the slot. And um, I just thought that it was hilarious seeing that, that Steven Samko's video. I don't know if you saw that was posted. He predicted it. Uh, I think it was Alex Kalorn asked him during their tour um, if he thinks he'll be the last person to score 60. He said, no, I think Austin Matthews will do it. And what a call out from Stamkos. That's great. And it's he's missed the last few games. He probably would have done it three or four games ago. Exactly. There were people thinking he was going to get to 70. It's whether, no matter how you feel about the Leafs or the hype they get, anything about that, um, it's an incredible accomplishment. You, I mean, You can't not mention the fact that he just scored 60 goals. Like, the, the last four players to do it now are Austin Matthews, Steven Stamkos, who, by the way, also had 100 points this year. Career yeah, just high. hit it at, how old is he, 32? Awesome. And that's Great crazy. Great to see. Guy has dealt with so much crap in his career. And then Ovechkin as well. He had 65. Yeah, I'm not sure, but. He was, and then, I mean, uh, Mario Lemieux was just under 70. <laughs> I mean, that's some pretty good company to be yeah. alongside if you're Austin Matthews. Yeah, no no matter how much you want to complain as a Leafs fan or, like, how much you guys get torched, like, at least you have this guy with your team. Like, obviously, if he sticks around long enough, you're going to win something. Like, it's only a matter of time. I think he's going to want to go play in front of 5,000 fans in his hometown, though. I wouldn't put him against him. Like, that would be awesome. <laughs> I know that. I know the tickets aren't going to stay the way they are, but did you see those ticket prices for the, the Yotes? They're no, charging, like... It's almost a hundred bucks for like the worst seats in the house What for a game. Like they just, they do it to themselves. Like you said, like the, the tickets will probably change in price, but still they really do it to themselves. They just tank that team so badly. That could be a gold mine. They're right on a university campus. You cater to st- drunk college students. Yeah. They'll go to the games. They have nothing else to do. If they're watching an NHL team that that arena is sold out every night and you just like try to make up with beer sales, like you're good to go. I guess the drinking age in the States is 21. I don't know if that would affect it, but I mean, still. Uh, yeah, I don't know if they're allowed to drink at the games, but they'll pre-drink and then, yeah. you know. <laughs> what? No, kids don't do that. Come on. Um, I want to go back to a take I had when we did this podcast a while ago when we were talking about the Olympics coming up. Yeah. And I, everyone thought I was crazy that Team USA could compete with the Canadians. There are over 10 players. There's 14 players with 40 plus goals. I want to read you all the Americans. That are there. So Austin Matthews, Chris Kreider has 52. He's third in the league. Kyle Connor with 45. Going down the list a little bit, you know, McDavid, Forsberg, all those guys slot in. But then Matthew Kachuk, Alex Debrinkit, both at 41, with Jason Robertson and Jake Gensel each at 40. You're going to tell me these Americans could not keep up with the Canadians' offense? It, like, it's just a matter of time. Like, the States is so much bigger that as soon as their programs start developing, we're going to get so much talent coming out of that country that it's just inevitable. And I like to see it. Obviously, you like to see your country running the league as much as they can, but still, it, you know how boring that's going to get? It's it's fun to see these guys come in. How about Jason Robertson? That Maybe the most underrated player in the league? Yeah. I, uh, yeah, that's a good take. I think... Um, 
I think our main guys are still there that are underrated, like Huberdeau and stuff. Like even for as many points as this guy get doesn't get talked about, but no one talks about Robertson after his rookie year. He's been on fire for Dallas this year. He's their best player. He carries that team, and he's just like quietly doing it. When you think about Dallas too, I they don't get enough recognition and maybe enough coverage as they should because when you hear the Dallas Stars, you probably still think a lot of people still think of like Ben Seg. It's their team. Yeah. It's not anymore. That nope. team is run by. Hints, Robertson, Ottinger in the net now, Haskinen. Like they're 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 growing into their next step. I think Yeah, those they, guys are out. Ben and Sagan, like I don't want to be that guy, but they're washed now. Like Sagan just he can't do it. He can't and especially when was the last time you saw anything from Ben? He got dummied the other night, and like that's the last thing I've seen from him. Man, we'll we'll talk about the games last night in a sec, but that man, Tyler Sagan looked bad against yeah. Vegas. I don't know if you caught it. I he did. looks like a non factor. Looks like Jonathan Taves out there. Okay. Well, you know, <laughs> whose side are you on tonight, Riley? At nobody's. You're on. I'm going menace mode. Vancouver's eliminated. I'm against everyone. That's fair enough. Well, let's get into the games last night. So the, the Dallas Stars, or sorry, we'll start with the Calgary Flames versus the Nashville Predators, which was looking like the round one matchup. Oh, yeah. But now uh, Dallas has a bit of an easier two games. The Preds just lost UC Soros. But what a game that was between the Preds and Flames. That was... That was a playoff game. Yeah, really. and like we were talking about this before, it's that was a mentality game for both teams, right? And Calgary won it in the end. Like that, that was huge for them to get come out with the win there. And it's unfortunate that Saros left that game early, putting in Riddick and Cold. But still, just like that, it was so good. The whole game, first period was crazy. Um, I missed the second, and then the end of the third, obviously. That hit Lucci, Chad. I don't know where. I, I can't remember who it was on. I missed the player um, right into the boards, knocked his helmet off. Duchesne. Duchesne. Yeah. Rocked him. There's there's a perfect photo <laughs> yeah. from the glass right I there. I saw it. I saw a tweet from a reporter in Calgary, and he's like, put it in the Glenbow Museum. <laughs> it looked, It's a beautiful hit by Lucci. And, you know, Matthew Kachuk scoring that goal with .1 seconds left. Yeah. That's insane. How do you even do that? That's like... It's not it's it's not fair as a goalie. Like how mad is Riddick there? Like really, you have to score with that. Like it was over. The Against game was his over. Former team. Yeah, too. I know. Just, Riddick just he can't get to break that guy. He's had a rough season. Yeah, he I really mean, has. He's got like an I think an eight eighty three save percentage after last night. That's that sucks. <laughs> I was really hoping that Nashville. I kind of still hope they play each other in the first round because mm-hmm. it looks like Riddick would start. Yeah, and if he just went and stonewalled the Flames, I think it'd be the funniest story <laughs> of the postseason. I mean, everyone in Calgary still loves Big Save Dave. You they know? do. He's no one ever had anything against him for like what he's done. He hasn't done much for the city, but everyone just liked him. Like he was just a likable guy. He played his heart out. How can you not like him with a name like Big Save? Dave? Yeah, it's a great nickname. And he did play good at times in Calgary <laughs> oh, yeah. too. He was there were some games he stole for the Flames. Uh, some tough news coming out of that game for Nashville, though. So the Flames. Prepared, they looked really good heading into the playoffs. I think if you're a Flames fan, that's what you want to see. They have that intensity. It was close, but the Preds have maybe the Norris winner. They had a Vesna caliber goalie who um, just went down last night. It looks like Saros, who is the MVP of their team, is mm-hmm. probably not going to play the first round. Yeah, they said uh, he'll definitely be out for these next two to finish the regular season, and he did not look too good going onto the bench there. That looked like an actual injury, and that sucks for that team because they definitely don't deserve that. I think with uh, someone like Saros who played his heart out, like he put the team on his back this year. Absolutely, he deserves to play in the playoffs, and that sucks that he's going to miss it. Especially like, I guess this is with this is this his first or second year as a starter or main starter without Rene. I think I think they kind of split the net last year. I yeah. think last year was more of a passing of the torch, but this is his first full year without Rene on the team. And he did it, right? Like he took advice from Rene. You can tell Rene's definitely a good uh coach to him and yeah, it was his year to do it. So not, a little it's too bad. Not to discredit guys like Forsberg, no, Duchesne, the, you know, like Geno's Yossi. been a great rookie, Yossi, unreal this year, but they're not there without Soros. Mm-hmm. Not even close. Nope. He's he stole so many games for them. He probably was in the Vesna conversation um, alongside, you know, guys like Shesterkin, Markstrom. Yeah. So it's a really tough blow for Nashville. I personally, I don't like seeing a guy get hurt. I love Soros too. I think yeah. he's a hard guy not to root for, just a quiet, humble person. But uh, Nashville, boo-hoo. Yeah. Like, go out in the first <laughs> round. Deal with exactly. It. Um, so also likely missing the first round, another goaltender in the East, Frederick Anderson. Um, he has been out a little bit, which is really unfortunate. He was having a bounce back year after Leafs kind of just dumped him. Yeah. 
and now it's looking like he's another guy that sounds like late first round, early second round coming back. Do you think that changes the Canes? Um, mindset and I, I don't think so. I think they play good without this, a strong goalie in back, and that just that's an extra layer that it adds on. I think they can get out of the first round against Boston because that's most likely who they're going to play right now. I think. I think so. Yeah, um, yeah I, I wouldn't be surprised if they they're able to handle that one until Freddie's back in net for them. And yeah, Freddie he's quietly played really well this year. Like he he's just been solid. He hasn't like there hasn't been a ton of news around him. He's just done his job. Is it? Something about Carolina, they just don't interest me ever, which is weird because they have such a good team right now and nothing about that team. I never sit down. I'm like, oh, I'm going to watch this Carolina hurt. <laughs> yeah, I don't do that either. And I like them. Like I, I do too. I don't have anything against them, but I just, yeah, I don't take the time to watch their games. I like watching their playoff runs though, especially because when it gets down to it, they, they're a really gritty team and they're fun to watch. They are. They're a deep team too. They're, yeah. I remember we were questioning some of the moves they made in the offseason. They worked out. <laughs> yeah, apparently. They just got a way cheaper Dougie Hamilton and D'Angelo, and it sounds like, I mean, we'll give it some more time, but he's kept quiet from what it sounds like. He's kind of just put his head down, played hockey. Yep, which, and that's that's what he had to do, and it worked. It's working, and the Canes are playing very good. The other game last night that was really awesome to watch, I don't know if you caught any of this either, but Dallas and Vegas, and – Dallas Stars are maybe the most boring hockey team in the National Hockey League. Yeah, they they're up there they right suck. now. Yeah. They're the Islanders of the of the West. Yep. That game last night was fast-paced. It was high intensity and it was physical. There were chances at both ends and all I can say from it, man, go away Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> the whole like the entire National Hockey League is against Vegas right now. Everyone's rooting against them. Everyone wants to see them fail. Just that whole organization has really failed, like, their role. Everyone hates them. Well, you know what? They've done it to themselves. I oh, mean, yeah. No, that... They have no one else to blame. No. They, they have had every opportunity to make this team something, and they it's all their fault where they're at right now. Daryl Sutter was talking about it a few days ago, and he, he it's something along the lines of, like, they have a $100 million payroll, and, like, yeah, they're a contender with that payroll. But the problem is, in the National Hockey League, $20 million of that payroll, you can't play. Yeah. You can't have this great team you built all on the ice at once. No. And it's it's cost them. Yeah, and I mean they haven't built a full depth. Like it 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 has cost them. And Leonard being out, obviously, that that's gonna hurt really bad too. Flurry getting rid of him for absolutely nothing. I think that's so... what did it for a lot of people because everyone loves Flurry so much. And then just to dump him like he's nothing. Like well, that's and they didn't even tell him. Yeah, just, that, that... <laughs> he found out on Twitter. He's a bigger vet than anyone in the entire organization. So how do you just do that to a guy like that? It was one more year of a guy you built your team around. He was your biggest like acquisition in the expansion draft in 2018, and you just threw him away for nothing. Yeah, it's really unfortunate, but at least uh, Flurry's had a good time in Chicago and Minnesota. <laughs> you know what? Yeah, poor guy. <laughs> I'm so happy he, they got him out of Chicago, man. That guy deserves to be playing somewhere. Yes. So much better. Um, Yeah, so that, that $100 million payroll, like you never get to see that team. And the problem with Vegas They've got all these, they've traded and acquired all these great players, but now when they're all out like this, who do they have on depth? Yeah. They don't have the Alex Tuck anymore, the Peyton Krebs, the Thomas Tatar. Like, they don't have these yeah, guys. that were holding it together when you have the those big guys sit out, because that's what you need in a team, and they don't have it. I knew when they traded Tuck, like, obviously they needed that first-line center in Eichel. I think that was an important trade yeah. for them, but... I knew when they traded away Alex Tuck and he was going to get a role on a team that he wanted, he was going to light the lamp, and he yeah. has been. He's and he been loves phenomenal. it in Buffalo, too. And speaking of that, even Krebs. Krebs has been on fire there, too. Like He he's scored his great. first two of the year in the same game, and he's been he's been dishing it. He looks great out there. I think. Now, does this bring up the questions? Because the, <laughs> the Vegas Golden Knights have gone below 500 since acquiring Jack Eichel, and there's a lot of speculation. We've always heard rumblings kind of throughout his career um it almost just seems like it follows him you yeah. know and is are we starting to think that maybe i don't like calling out a person's character i don't think jack eichel's a bad guy yeah uh, at all but i think maybe like you watch him on the ice and if i was a teammate of eichel just how frustrated he gets over the littlest things it it would like it would put me down as a yeah, teammate it's exactly. hard to watch did you see that clip of him rolling his eyes yeah. the other night? If like, I see that as a coach, he's getting wrung out. Yeah. Like, why are you doing that? That's not at the time. 
Like I get you, I get it. It's been a rough seven years. You haven't made the postseason. And listen, the, he needed to get out of Buffalo. They weren't allowing him to get a surgery that he should have every decision over. Yeah, but you need a better attitude, man. Like you got, you are, you're on a contending team, and you you're paid top line money. Perform like a top line guy, and quite frankly, he hasn't in no, Vegas. He is not, and I, I think. Um... Maybe the whole situation and all this drama is still weighing on him a little bit. Obviously, he has expectations of himself that he knows are out there, and it's probably weighing on him. So I'm going to wait another year or maybe even two years before I start judging that, you know, it's his character and, like, he's putting the team down with him. But right now it's not looking great the way he's carrying himself around. And he did just come from a big neck surgery that we've only seen two athletes, at least in the National Hockey League, do him and Tyler Johnson. Yeah. Um. So, like... Yeah, I'm gonna give him some slack as well. It's just it seems it's something to keep an eye on because he he really gets down on the ice and it how does it not bring down the team with you? Yeah, that's like especially from someone who is a former captain of a team. Like that's the guy you need to always be in a certain mindset. You don't need to always be positive. Like look at McDavid. He he brings it up when it needs to be brought up that his team isn't performing the way they should be. But you can't be mad on the ice. You can't show that emotion when you're playing. I th- and I think that frustration's really getting into his play as well. That shootout attempt he had, it's funny, the Dallas broadcast were saying this guy's got skill, look out for him, and he just kind of came in. It was a, it was just kind of a lame attempt, to be yeah. honest. You know, like it didn't, The shot didn't look like it had much heat on it either. It just kind of looked half-assed. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. There's something, I think he's got some mental issues that he needs to focus on before he starts uh, pouring himself back into the game. I think he's kind of conflicted right now, and is a little split between where he needs to be. And I hope he figures it out too because he is an extremely talented Yeah, that's player. not someone you want to see like go downhill like that, especially when he's put so much into his first seven years, right? Like he deserves to have something to show for it when he's done. Like we're we're being robbed of Jack Eichel in, in the postseason. Keeping on with that game. So basically the Dallas Stars would have knocked Vegas out of contention with a regulation win. It went to a shootout. Both goaltenders playing absolutely ridiculous yeah in that overtime i can't tell you that one save where ottinger flashed the leather from theodore oh my yeah, that goodness was beautiful. that was a great stop but i have to question was <laughs> like watching the knights play why did they fire gerard gallant for pete DeBoer? we questioned this when it happened originally that was so weird that they did that and i still don't know how in the shootout you've gone 14 shooters went so what that'd be seven rounds yeah of a shootout, not one of those shooters was Max Pacioretty or Mark Stone. Yeah. Like, does he not get yelled at by the GM after that? Being like, what are you doing? I don't understand what, what your are we mindset paying is these there? guys for. Like, what? No disrespect to a Nick, like a Nicholas Waugh. No, obviously, like, you have shooters. Like, you know, some people are just better in shootouts than other guys, but not the ones, you know, the ones you're paying like oh. millions and millions and millions of dollars. It's not an exception. They go when it's time to sh- in a shootout. Like that's when you use them. It's a safe card. Uh, I just I don't understand what DeBoer's decision making was. Those are two coaches that a lot of people aren't fans of. I know Bonus was trending on Twitter yesterday. <laughs> yeah, because uh, I guess people don't like his deployment of Radic Faxa all the time. <laughs> which uh, I mean, fair enough. The Dallas Stars they they do play a little bit of a conservative game. It can get frustrating, but they're they're here. They're most likely in the postseason. So, but yeah, everyone's rooting against Vegas. It's kind of, kind of nice to see. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it was a matter of time, right? People liked them when they first came in the league. There was like a good split that everyone was like, this would be so cool to see an expansion team win in their first year. They have so much success and then it just got old and then they just start treating their entire team like trash. Even their social media account is brutal. Did you see that one tweet? This is better clock management than the the Dallas Cowboys. What do the Dallas Cowboys do? You just firing shots at them for no reason? Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah, they're they're just trying to get on everyone's nerves, so whatever. But it just keeps backfiring, so I'm not going to lose any sleep if they don't miss the playoffs. I don't think a lot of people will. I'll be be content with it. Hopefully my boys can pull it off tonight, which they probably won't, Um, but that's okay. We've accepted that. Yeah. Uh, this would be the only win the Blackhawks have this year because nothing yeah. else, is, nothing <laughs> nothing else has been good. <laughs> no. It has been, they've just been a mess both on this and This could off redeem the, the season if they win tonight or at least, <laughs> the, you know, they, like something. You know how sad that is? There's probably going to be people where the Hawks are just 
in their good books for yeah. a little bit because yeah. they beat the Knights. <laughs> Which is not good. No. After all the garbage they pulled over. Yeah, they let it slide just because of this win. Oh, my goodness. Um, so, yeah, Vegas, goodbye. No one wants to see you. Um, you mentioned it before. We're going to get into playoff predictions, too, because they're pretty well set in stone almost yeah. every series. You brought up the Canucks, man. What a tough end. Yeah, they, it kind of sucks. They There was times when they just like rallied and they looked good, and it's like, hey, maybe they're going to do it. Um, they have a good shot, and then they'd have two or three good games. PD's looking good, and then they just they lose a game that they should not be losing. Like It just happened too many times this year where they were not all on one page as a group, and I guess that's kind of what killed them this year. They took way too long to fire Travis Green and Jim. Yeah, Green I don't too. know. Like that was a management decision that every it took every fan of the Canucks beaming every social media to finally get someone to listen about that, and then it worked. And it's like, I you know, it's like obviously fans don't have the input. We'd like to say what we want to say because we're not there. But still, like at that point, there was a clear issue that was not being taken care of. Last off season, Jim Benning made a trade. That sent Jay Beagle, Antoine Roussel, and Jay. No, I was going to say Jay Bowmeister. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Beagle, Roussel. I haven't heard that name, but Louis. Oh my gosh. Who was the other? Louis, Louis Erickson. Erickson. That's correct. Um, to the to the Arizona Coyotes for Ekman Larson. And now you hear that first part of the trade, those three players going out. Yeah. That sounds really good. And yes. then you bring back. Oliver Ekman Larson for about seven and a half million dollars. It's an expensive defenseman. And Connor Garland, which yep. was a great pickup. Yes. He's an insane player. That trade looks ten times worse now that you've got probably the same result as you would have had with those three guys because their contracts are all done this year. Yep. The Canucks would have had some money to spend on the open market with some decent names coming. Mm-hmm. Like a guy like John Klinberg, you could have maybe tried and gone after to play with Hughes or yeah. you know, whatever. You want to try and get in on Johnny. They have really not any more money because of OEL. Yeah, and the thing is, OEL hasn't even been playing that bad. He's just way too expensive. Him and Hughes, when they pair them together, they look fine. You can tell that Hughes feeds off of the the leadership, but it's, it's it was way too little, too late, and then just that random dump. And obviously, everyone wanted those players gone, but it would have been one more year. Yeah, why not wait for the year? Um, I like that we have Connor Garland. Like it's great and. I really don't have that much against Ekman Larson as well, but that contract just really tanks a lot. Like these next few years are just going to be, it's going to be crazy for Vancouver to try to figure out. We have so many people to sign and try to make this team work. It's just going to be a mess. I think next year, the opt, we were talking about it a few days ago. Elias Pettersson really turned it on at the end of the year, which was a good thing to see. Yeah. Uh, He's over 30 goals. I think this season too, which, which is awesome. I think, honestly, this might be my hot take for next year. He's going to finish top five in points. Yeah, you said that to me the other weekend, I think you said, and our buddy scoffed at it. But you know what? Um, he, he could. Like the, That's the thing with Petey is he is a good player, and I think mentality is his biggest downfall. He gets in his own head, especially after that first rookie season. He, he wasn't looked at. It's not like he came into the league with people having eyes on him, right? He made the eyes go on to him because of how good he was playing, mm-hmm. and he hasn't been able to do that, and I think he's really getting in his own head. So hopefully this end of the season where he's kind of just like pulled himself back together, and I think he's kind of blocked more of the media side of things out and just focused on his game, hopefully that transfers to next year. He's gone. He d- battled some injuries last year and this year too. I yeah. think a full offseason heel. I think Boudreaux an offseason working with him is going to do wonders for the kid. Yeah, I think for a lot of the team. And um, yeah, I'm excited to see. Boudreaux knows how to get offense out of his players. That's one thing he's always been good at is getting guys that are struggling to be good. And Petey, like you said, is a good enough player. He can finish top five. He's got everything, the shot, the vision, the awareness. Yeah. He's insane. And then like Besser, we know Besser had a really rough end of the season. Um, He had an injury also and was out for a week and a bit. But when Boudreaux first got there, and he had mentioned that he talked to Besser about just shooting the puck more because that's what Besser has is a shot. And he was scoring goals as soon as Boudreaux got there basically every game. He was a goal a game. And then this end of the season, I don't know what happened. He just lost it, wasn't shooting the puck or anything, and he just does not look good out there. He's He hasn't done anything for the team. You got What about a guy like JT Miller? Because he didn't slow down when Boudreaux came in. Sometimes the coaching change benefits players. Sometimes it affects yeah. him. It's good to see he kept at rolling. Yeah, I I love JT Miller. Um, I think everyone does, even if you're not a Canucks fan. People just like JT Miller. Um, and 
he's exciting. It's I'm happy that we still have him on the team. Um, and he's going to be a player that we're going to need to keep now, seeing the way that he can play. Like he's really just added a whole other layer that we didn't even expect. I don't think when we traded for Miller, we expected to get what we have from him right now. I think he's got one next year's his last year on his deal. Right? Yeah, I believe so. So at least he had this season, not in his contract year. Yeah. Would have been a bit tougher, <laughs> but that's another guy. Yeah. The Canucks are going to have to keep. I think next year's a lot different for Vancouver. I think a full year with Boudreaux, some of these guys to get their confidence back. I think a lot of this pressure came on Vancouver very quickly too. They had that season in the bubble Yeah. where let's be honest, they probably shouldn't have made it to game seven against Vegas, but yeah, they but did. They beat like some good teams. Minnesota, obviously like weren't as good back then, but still a solid team. And then taking St. Louis out, huge no one expected that thank you Demko but mm -hmm. and then you know like what it, like they overperformed and then yeah like you said that's a lot of pressure to go on them a young team right like that they're gonna figure it out there's there's too much good talent and it always starts with a good goalie rights and Demko has proven he's just that so I think the Canucks just have a good off season. You don't have Benning there anymore. Just put the phone away on free agency day. Seriously. Like just... we don't need to do anything. Relax. Stop spending money. We have the Spencer Martin kid now. I don't know if you've watched him at all. Spencer Martin. He's our new backup. Ooh, no. So I we just called him up. Uh, he was here because we had Demko and Halak injured. So he played a few weeks ago and was really good. And Halak's injured again. So they called him up. Um, Demko got injured the other night. So they called the Spencer Martin kid. He is actually a very good goalie. You got to watch some of the highlights because this kid, I'm so excited that we have another backup. Because I know people want DiPietro, but he's just not ready. Yeah, I was going to say, like, what I feel like DiPietro's been in that system forever. Is he just not? He's just not performing. Every time we call him up, he was backing up Spencer Martin um, when both Demko and Halak were out. Oh, wow. Yeah, they tried this Martin kid, and he was lights out. They lost, but he was he played great. He's making, like, a good 40, 35 saves a game, letting in two goals. Like, he's he's. I'm excited to see him, and hopefully we don't have to deal with Halak anymore because that guy's just <laughs> – He's just, I, I don't really have much against Halak, but he, I don't know what he's been doing oh, this year. He, he looks, <laughs> he looks terrible. Yeah. He, he was letting in good. five goals on 15 shots, like back to back games. Like you can't be performing like that. No, not at all. Well, no excuse. I think there's, there's going to be, I think room to um, move up in the Pacific next year. I think some yeah. teams are going to get worse. Like Vegas, there's no way they're going to have to move something nope. to get like to just get under the floor they have to unless they're going to keep someone on IR forever like they usually yeah. do but like they're <laughs> but they probably need someone to get them through the regular season right like so. how much how much better do you really see the Oilers getting the Flames they're probably going to be cap strapped next year as well they're probably going to lose a piece or two yeah there's room to move up in the Pacific Division for the Knucks next year yeah hopefully and like this was a year that they could have done it it's just a lot of unfortunate turns made it not work out that way well Let's head into the postseason now. I'm so excited. It starts, I think, Monday. Yeah, is the first series. So we'll we'll do give our predictions. Um, obviously, there's a I think one or two series that are undetermined. We'll just go. Yeah, based we'll just go we on the prediction right now and then figure it out. Um, we'll start in the East here. So Carolina, it looks like, is officially going to play Boston. Uh, e I mean, Boston could move ahead of Tampa. I don't think that's going to happen. No, I don't, I'm um, doubting it. So Carolina and Boston, uh, I believe an Eastern Conference rematch from 2019. Yeah. Uh, the Bruins swept the Hurricanes in the third round. Uh, a different Hurricanes team now. They really haven't been able to find that long success. They, they've they had a good team every year since then. They just haven't been able to pull it off in the playoffs. What do you see in this series? Um, like we said, um, they're missing a goalie, but I still think that they can do it. Um, I would say... Boston's going to put up a fight no matter what. It's Boston, their playoff team. They know what they're doing. So I'll go Carolina in six, but it could easily go seven. It's going to be weird watching Boston in the playoffs without Chara. Yeah, that will be weird. Yeah. I think that'll be a big adjustment for them too. I think Boston, like you said, they're just that – they're the perfect playoff team. Yeah. They always – They have been. And the, the thing is, it's not even like they're the big bad Bruins anymore. They've still got guys like Trent Frederick and Charlie Coyle who yeah. don't get pushed around. But exactly. They, I think the most important thing for them in the playoffs, they know what they can get away with. They know the refs kind of put their whistles away more often than not, and they use it to their advantage. And they know how to. Like the, yeah. the coaches know everyone on the team kind of just like they get it. Like it's something that they don't, I feel like they don't teach it. They just get it when you play with that team. Right. I think a big question mark for the, I think the only question mark for the Bruins for me in the playoffs is who do they start in net? Cause they have gone half and half with Olmark and Swayman all year. I think it's going to be Swayman. 
I would go Olmark, and that's my take, but I do think they'll probably go Swayman. Which, so, this is a tough, this is, I think this is going to be a lot closer than people think. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm also going to go the Hurricanes, but in seven, I think Boston. I'm guessing Freddie's probably going to come back late in the series, and I think it's going to help them. Fair and enough, yeah. Push them past Boston. I think that's the only thing that separates these two teams. Yeah, that's fair. Um, Staying in the Metro Division, the New York Rangers and Pittsburgh Penguins. Uh, this could change as well. Washington. Oh, man. Washington might actually move ahead of them here. They have two games in hand over Pittsburgh, or they have a game in hand over Pittsburgh and are only down by one point. You know, I'm going to say Washington uh, versus the Rangers. Why sure. not? So, um, Washington, we don't know what the, the status is on Ovechkin. The Rangers have the Vesna winner locked up in Shesterkin. Uh, it's great to see the Rangers back in the postseason. Something about them. I just always love watching that blue jersey on the ice. Yeah, they it's, just, it's a beautiful It's jersey. electric. Yeah. Madison and Square Garden. Yeah. Um, I think the Rangers got this one. Yep. Uh, I don't think it really matters whether it's the Penguins or Capitals. Um, I think they take it. I don't know if I have a number prediction. It's kind of hard because... Also, we know that the Caps, they like to push it to seven, right? Like, mm-hmm. so no matter what. So I, I could say, I'll say Rangers in seven on this one. I'm going to go. If Ovi's there. Yeah. If if Ovi's not there, it's going to be a rough series for. Yeah, it could, that could almost be a sweep without Ovi. Like, and the goaltending, if Shesterkin stays the same way he is. Well, the, Washington, no offense to Vanacek or Samsonov, but they just, neither of them have really been dominant and I no. think that's going to hurt them when going up against Shesterkin right who's yeah. just been one of the best goalies we've seen in Long like time. two decades yeah <laughs> like, it's been a while it's, it's been crazy he's having a, like a record-breaking season um I'm gonna go the Rangers in five I think Washington can squeak one out against them but uh it's it's not gonna be close fair enough um moving into the Atlantic division the Florida Panthers will would then mean they will play uh, the Pittsburgh Penguins in round number one. That could be a really fun series. It could. That's a skill series for sure. Uh, like, I could see that being high scoring. I know they both have solid goalies, but that that's just something that pe- the teams are going to score. Did they sign Jari's glove for the postseason this year? Because they missed the deadline last time. <laughs> yeah, I know. That uh, was brutal. Yeah, it's. I always like watching Pittsburgh in the playoffs too. I've grown to like love Crosby. Yes. Um. Yeah, Florida, man, Florida's a weird team. They remind me, they look like a team that's not, they are built for the postseason, but they're not. They're big and they're fast, but they play this wild yeah. game. Yeah, they do. If Bobrovsky's not on his game, they're it's usually scary, pretty screwed. They, yeah, they really use open ice mm-hmm. and they make everyone scramble, but they do that the risk of you know it turning the other way. But when it works for them, it really works and it's scary. Aaron Ekblad, I don't know. Is he back? Uh, I think so. So, yeah, Ekblad's back. So they pretty much got a full line of health. Um, I don't know. I just don't like betting against Sidney Crosby because the Penguins, they just always are there. There's just something. You can't, like, that leadership, as you kind of mentioned with OEL, it's like on steroids with Crosby. Yeah. He just knows how to get it done. Yeah, exactly. Um, I think it's either going to be super close or... (laughs) I mean that's probably a stupid thing to say. Any series could be like that, but um, I think it's gonna be it's gonna be super close. I think the Panthers are gonna take it probably in seven. Okay, we're gonna agree again, but I'm gonna say Panthers in six. That's in what six. I'll go with. Yeah, I think um, you know the Penguins. This is a, like it's a it might be the last shot for a lot of the people on this team uh, as a team to get this done. But I just think Florida's been so good this year that they'll get it done in six. Mm-hmm. I, like I wouldn't be surprised if it went seven, but I'm going to say six. One of the series everyone is waiting to watch, and by everyone, everyone outside Leafs Nation, the Tampa Bay Lightning versus <laughs> the Toronto Maple Leafs, Riley. Yeah. Uh, I think this year's a different story. I think the past few narratives have been the Leafs stars don't show up, Marner doesn't show up, Matthews doesn't show up. They've had to rely on guys like Jason Spezza. I think that changes this year. I think Marner and Matthews dominate. I think they've got this different mindset, this different swagger, and they know that if they don't get past the first round, the team's probably split up Yeah, because it needs to be. But I think the Lightning win in four. <laughs> because here's the thing. <laughs> no, listen, listen. Okay, okay. It's, it's not because Marner and Matthew didn't show up. It's because 
they don't have a goalie that can go up against Vasilevsky. Thank you. Yeah, I talked about it last night with uh, Ethan, and we were saying the same thing. I said, I, Vasilevsky wins this series. Like, they're, like, obviously Matthews is going to score. Like, he's been scoring, but who else is going to? Who else yeah. is beating Vasi? And they, they don't have anything on the other end that can stand up to him. I wouldn't no. say four, but <laughs> that would be hilarious. Um, I say this goes... Can't uh, lose in game seven if you don't even get there. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say seven yeah. just because that's the narrative. Um, but no, I, I think Tampa and six um, as well. I think there'll be a few that Toronto at home will be able to squeak out. And um, yeah, but besides that, I do think Vasilevsky is the determining factor against Toronto. You know what? I keep looking at it, and it's not a prediction I like that I made, but we're going to stick with it because if it happens, that'd be hilarious. Screw everyone else. (laughs) I was right. But there's just, if here's the thing if the Leafs can get Jack Campbell from October to Christmas, they're in this series. They could easily win it. Um, But we just haven't seen that. And Shalgren, their backup, Marazic's out. That it's, it's been rough. the problem for years, right? Like mm-hmm. uh, along with their stars just having a bit of struggle, their their goalies also just aren't good enough in the playoffs. Like Freddie, just like he get he gets quiet, and it's it's the media for sure yeah. that gets to his head, and it's a big mental game. But and Campbell has got to be the worst self talker ever. You oh should, yeah, post game interviews, he just beats himself up. And I feel bad for the guy because it's like, dude, you're a great goalie. Just play. Yeah. Just play. Don't worry about what other people are talking about. That's not your problem. Just play the game. You're you'll be fine. I feel like the Leafs overwork their goalies too. Like Anderson always started a boatload of games for them. Campbell was playing almost every single night before yeah. he fell off the wagon. But that's like, what happens when yeah. you overplay a goalie. That it, it'll be anyone. So Riley says the Lightning in six. I've got the Lightning in four. Um I just, yeah, the Lightning, they're just still too well-rounded. Like, Ross Colton's got 20 goals for them this year. Have you heard of that name since before last year? (laughs) No. Exactly. (laughs) Um, And I like him, too. Like, every time I see him in the playoffs, he's fun to watch. He's a great player. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, sorry, Leafs. uh, Your team's getting blown up. Yeah. uh, (laughs) Goodbye. (laughs) Moving over to the West, uh, it's probably going to be Colorado-Nashville. Um, with which with Soros in the net, because we've seen the Avalanche have troubles in the postseason to score on teams when a goalie gets hot. Yeah, uh, it they're messes losing them up. Big yeah, time. it Vegas last year that was a masterclass of throwing the top team off. Yeah, um, but Soros is out. I don't think Dave Riddick is going to be able to hold them off as hard as he'll try. Yeah. Um, Nashville, I think, plays the right system against Colorado. That's what you. You know, really stumped them last year. Vegas kind of played this hold back, you know, trap the neutral zone. But yeah. I just think it's it's going to be too much. This team is way too good. Mm-hmm. I say without Soros, it's Carolina or Colorado and four. You think a sweep? Yeah, without Soros, I don't think that team is able to steal one without a, a goalie. Like I know Reddick could step up if they even go with Reddick, right? Um, but yeah, I think that's Colorado and four. I don't. I don't see McKinnon throwing this year again. Like he's, no. he's got to. He's, he's got to get something. He's done. angry. <laughs> he's yeah. tired of. I think. I think Kadri too really keeps in check this year because that guy hasn't played a first round fully in I think his entire career probably no. since Boston yeah, in 2013. Exactly. So I think he's going to keep it in check. They're just way too deep. The addition of Nashville's a physical team, as we kind of saw last night. They like to throw their weight around. I think adding guys like Josh Manson and Cogliano just adds a little bit more size and grit yeah which they kind of lacked a little bit last year um yeah no it's it's colorado i think they're gonna what what you think with the leafs they'll take one like some games at home i think the preds can squeak one out on home ice in smashville i think yeah colorado it, is, and it helps in the atmosphere obviously but yeah that's a that's a fair take so colorado in five riley predicts a avalanche sweep over the nashville predators minnesota st louis this is going to be a bloodbath yeah that that game they played the other day was it it was such a good look into this series um i'm really excited my girlfriend and my brother it's their two favorite teams so they're going to be butting heads the entire time and i'm excited um I was like Chicklets were talking about this and Whitney was just like super excited about this matchup and I am too. I think this will probably be the most fun first round matchup out of everything. Um, it's a hard prediction. I think it's going seven either way. Oh, um, yeah. 100%. But I think the Blues take it in seven. Really? Yeah. You think, because uh, did, did they play in the first round last year? 
Um, um, who did it? No, it was Mini and Vegas because Vegas yeah. just squeaked by. I remember Minnesota went to seven or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, no, this I think this is as close as a series can get. They've flip-flopped in the standings all year long. Yep. And they've just, I don't know, it's going to be the Russian stars going at it. Kirill, Tarasenko. It'll be uh, fun. Vili Husso in the net versus Talbot or Fleury, whichever yeah. one you want to go with. I think just those last two names I said, I think Minnie's going to take it in seven. They've got the goaltending depth. It's Husso's first playoffs as a starter, and I think I just don't think he's going to be able to keep up with those two vets. Fair enough. I, I just think that uh, the Blues had a better finish to this season. They look really good right now. I've been watching their games, and obviously Husso's great, but Bennington's also finished it off strong, so I think it, they could switch to him. He has a different mindset in playoffs, so you never know. Well, Ryan Hartman also just came into about how much, what, $40,000 from yeah. just <laughs> telling Evander Kane to piss off. Yeah, just so. flipping off Evander Kane. It's a quick, nice paycheck, quick little um, vacation. Oh, my God. It still pains me that the Hawks got rid of him. Yeah. He's got 34 tucks. I know. He's playing great this year. Him and oh, Krell just look gosh. great together. Fiala, I think he's over 30 now as yeah, well. So, it, yeah, no, this is going to be the tightest series out of all of them for sure. I don't think yeah. there's any question about it. If this is a series that goes like a sweep, it's going to be the closest sweep ever, oh, right? Yeah. Like it's going to be three two games, two overtimes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's it's going to be like I said. I think whoever comes out of the series too is they're going to be in rough shape yeah. for the next round. <laughs> yeah. Um, moving down now, we have the Edmonton Oilers versus the Los Angeles Kings. Interesting series. I don't think Dowdy's playing no, this postseason. I, I don't believe so. I think which that's is too bad. Yeah, it really, really sucks. sucks. Um, he was having a great year to start and just injuries, finally injuries. returned. Yeah. Um, I think LA is another team that plays that system that they can shut teams down. I don't know if you remember Vegas's first playoffs in the league. They faced LA in round one, and they were don't all remember, but I, there was not a game that had more than two goals. For either team, it yeah. was all two one one nothing. I think maybe three two with an M, like yeah. <laughs> empty net. So, LA knows how to shut it down. They've got a lot of vets on that team that know how to. I think like Vegas or not Vegas, LA when they almost seem like a team that really struggle keeping focused through eighty two games. Yeah. And then once they get there, it's they're dialed. In. Yeah, they they do good in the playoffs. They they know where they need to be. Right. It's kind of hard to keep focus for. It's a long season, so mm -hmm. like when it's. That mindset's dialed down to just the playoffs. They do play a lot better. Some of these guys with experience, I know Doughty won't be there, but he'll still be around the team. He'll be able to give some wisdom quick. Probably going to be, you know, helping Pickard yep. uh, through it. Um, that's their goalie, right? Oh, my gosh. I think so. Yeah, Calvin. Cal. Oh, Patterson. Cal Peterson. Peterson. Oh, my God, Calvin Pickard. I played too much NHL growing up. <laughs> Clearly, he, he had good potential. He was medium elite <laughs> in the games. What Can you blame me? Um uh, Victor Arvidsson, he's been to the finals before. That's been a big ad. You got Phil Deneau has been pretty good this yeah, year. Yeah, he's almost got 30 goals. You have some you know, pieces that have finally come into their own, like Adrian Kempe. Yeah. So They'll have uh, what's Quentin Byfield, right? Mm -hmm. I'm sure they'll play him a bit. So I don't think LA is as out of it without Doughty as everyone thinks. It's the opponents on the other side that I think we worry about. Yeah, they the Oilers just, you know, it's the Oilers. They... They struggle with how they play in the playoffs, and it's hard still not having as complete of a team as you need in the playoffs to play against someone like L.A., who is a bit more structured, even though they don't have the firepower you guys do to any means, but it's hard to play against a well-structured team in the playoffs. And I think after um, Edmonton and Winnipeg back then was you know a really good mindset for Edmonton. They needed to see that. So I think they come back a bit stronger this year. They aren't going to get swept. <laughs> um, I say Edmonton takes it in six. Six games? I think they can do it. Yeah. yeah. I think this is the year they make it past the first round. It'll it'll be a tough series. Um, Mike Smith is also in his phase right now where he goes back to 20 years old. Yeah. He just does this every six he or seven He is not months. human. He's actually not human. Dude. I don't know what happens to that guy. When he was in Calgary, it happened, and it happens <laughs> with Edmonton. I don't know what is going on. He's the man. He just whenever, oh, yeah. he, want, whenever he wants to play, he's, he's like, oh he's yeah, I'm good again. I'm not. I don't get injured. Like yeah. I can do the splits. Like it's nothing. I th I think nine nine zero and zero in his last nine starts. Yeah, I think that's the the best. He tied a record, I think, for a goalie over forty years old to do that. That's insane. Yeah, who just does that? 
Mike Smith. Mike Smith. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. It's crazy. Um, yeah, I think the Oilers make it past too. It sucks that the Kings, I really like them in the postseason too. They just, they've, I like a lot of their players. Um, but I just think, yeah, it, I don't think McDavid and Dreisaitl are going to settle for losing it. I think Mike Smith will probably stay on form for at least a round. Yeah. And hopefully that defense can hold it together. Yeah. I, I agree. And the final series, the Calgary Flames up against the Dallas Stars, a bubble rematch. Yeah. 2020, Riley. What are your What are your thoughts on this series? I think the biggest problem is going to be thinking about that bubble series. Um, and I think Dallas might catch a few games just based on mentality alone. And we know like guys like Johnny, they struggle. But this is such a different year for him. And he looks great out there. He's like everyone looks great. Everyone's mm-hmm. working on all cylinders. Lucic is murdering people right now. They've like, got three 40 goal scorers. Yeah. That's, I don't see them losing this series, especially how they lost it to Dallas a few years ago. Like that, that hurt. Mm-hmm. That sucked to watch. <laughs> I, that was the most depressing thing I've ever seen. So I think Calgary takes this one in six. Calgary in six. Yeah. Another tough series. Dallas is one of those teams, too, right? Where they, they know how to shut down offensive teams, just the style they play. But I think Calgary is also like that because there are no slouches on the back end either. You have yep. Jacob Markstrom in the net, I think, as good as Ottinger is and is going to be in his career as we've yeah. seen. He's young. He is not going to – I don't think he can compete with Markstrom. I think it's just going to be too overwhelming for the Stars. Yeah, exactly. I, I agree with that. So I'll go I'll go Flames. I'll go Flames in six as well. I think that's a solid series right there. So that'll conclude it. Um Man, it's exciting. I think it's going to be an exciting year in the postseason. I yeah. think we're going to see. I'm excited more for the ups. second round and up. The first mm-hmm. round is kind of calm right now, and I think it's going to be a bloodbath the well, second, anyway, it goes. Well, a big reason I picked the Oilers was because I really want a battle of the second round. Who doesn't want We're that? robbed if we don't get it. Yeah, that's the league has to do something. They step in to let Vegas win all the time. They got to do something to make this happen because, like, Everyone's gonna watch that. It'd be inc- it'd be good for the league too because you're guaranteeing a Canadian team in the conference yeah, final. Team, exactly, which and is a good one generate. too. Like, yeah, I, you either have the best player in the world in it or the best Canadian team right now. You know, besides Toronto, if you want to put them up there, yeah. but still, like that's you want to see that. Yeah, hundred percent, you do. Um, let's do. You know what? Let's just do final predictions. Who do you think's going in the final? <sighs> like the two teams that are gonna yeah. make it. Mm. You want, you want to rem- know what mine was from last year? What? <laughs> Toronto, Calgary. Oh, or two years ago, that was, I guess. <laughs> they wouldn't have been able to play, but. Good Lord. Um, I have a winner. Yeah. Oh, I can do, I, I like to do long stretch. They, I'm never right with it, but I think, uh, I think Ve- or Vegas. <laughs> oh, wow. <I> wow. <laughs> Vegas. <laughs> that gonna, turned real they're, quick. Dude, they're going to come in. No, uh, the Lightning. I think Lightning are going three. Three? Yeah. I, I think, think so, too. It. Okay. I think That's not just, a bad pick, then, dude. They're just. They're too well rounded. I think it I think the league's almost due for it. I think if any team is built for it, it's them. Yeah. Um and then uh, I, I'm not gonna say Calgary will make it because I don't want to jinx it. That's just how I am. I say uh the Avalanche. Avalanche lightning final, lightning take it. That, that's my long term yeah. shot at in the dark right now. Yeah, that'd be a fun series to watch. I think that I think McKinnon would probably kill someone if he made it that far. Oh my god. I'd feel bad for anyone in that locker room the game after. Yeah, that's <laughs> that will not be fun. Um yeah, Tampa's just, I say it so much, but they're incredible. Yeah. So well built. Like they're stacked. It's they're unreal. They got another year of it at least of being this dominant and yeah, I think they can do it again. I oh. think there might be another three-peat. Oh, what? Kucherov has been injured for a little bit this season? That's fine. Stamkos will just turn the clock back 10 years. and <laughs> Yeah, I'll get a quick 100 points. Just be out of his mind. So we'll just do a quick score update here. So the Dallas Stars are up 2-0 on the Arizona Coyotes. Dang. Crazy. Uh, through about five minutes to go in the first period on the Vegas Golden Knights against the Chicago Blackhawks. The Hawks lead by one. Let's go. Heading, heading into first <laughs> intermission. Um so things are looking very good for the hockey world right now. <laughs> yeah, I'm excited. Um, yeah, uh, not much more more hockey stuff to talk about. Uh, just a quick shout out to the Raptors game six tomorrow. God, I, I imagine what if they did it? What Do if it. they're the first team ever to reverse sweep? Do it. I, I'd love to see that. I'd probably watch the rest of the playoffs. Did you they see? Did it. Philly's already selling second round tickets. They really? put them up for sale today. That's so funny. So well, it's the, Philly. What do you expect? Yeah. <laughs> the cocky guys, man. I, think I already so. bought tickets to uh, game five. 
in Calgary here. Game five. Oh, for the first round? Yeah, first round. What if they get swept? Yeah, that's what we're hoping to not happen. <laughs> or if they sweep. Either way, I just want them to lose one game so I can watch it. Uh, yeah. Uh, man, that'd be such... I'd want to go to like a watch party, I think. The watch parties are so much fun. Like they, they are... I, I've never been to a playoff game in person before, right? Mm -hmm. So like I'll see what that's like. But I, I've been to the viewing parties. They are so much fun. It's a great time. Like the atmosphere is just... It's, it's good. I think... Yeah, I'd love to see a playoff game at the Dome. I think that building's going to be rocking. Yeah, I'm excited. They're they're ready. <laughs> I think I think Flames fans are are bought in this year. Oh yeah, everyone's they on, everyone be. every game I've been to this year, the whole Dome's crazy. Everyone's excited to watch this team right now. It's it's been great. They and should be. It, you see how loud that place got when Chucky got his 100 yeah. point? It was everyone was buzzing. Mm -hmm. It was awesome to see. It's Oh, it's an exciting time of year. Yeah. NHL playoffs, it's always my favorite time of year and it, the first round's always the best because there's always a game on you yeah you can always just catch something exactly like, you can always have time to just throw it on like i just i always have to rush home from work to put yeah. it on so um so yeah shouts out to the flames for your sake shouts out to the hawks uh big off season coming <laughs> up without our first round pick um please finish it off against vegas here and uh shout out to the raptors as well hopefully they can pull a, a game six win out and make Embiid shaking his boots yeah and you know what shout out to the blue jays while we're at it because they're playing some very good baseball <laughs> yeah, they're, they're well. actually fun to watch i'm watching highlights and stuff i don't usually watch baseball but they look great right now real good so uh also whl playoffs are on right now i don't know if you saw the prince albert raiders <laughs> defending champs baby lost 10-1 in game three to the winnipeg ice lord <laughs> they got they got smoked the blades are down three nothing too oh great they're just no no team that I've had affiliation with is, hey, you're is bad luck. doing good right now. <laughs> I mean, I'm pretty all. bad luck too, but you know what? <laughs> uh, but yeah, so WHL playoffs, it's good to see those back too because I, I think it's more important. Um, maybe not as good at hockey, but it's important for those young guys to get the the action they need. Yeah, the it's been a tough year yeah, for junior. Exactly. Um, throughout the past the, few years. Yeah, been rough. it's been brutal. So we're going to leave it off there. It was good to be back. We got into the studio at least once. Yes. <laughs> um, so yeah, we'll we'll leave it there. Anything you want to add, Riley? No, not really. Just uh, House League Heroes are back. We'll try to get an episode out a week again, and um, you're heading back to Saskatchewan soon. So yeah, I can't wait. We'll be recording over Microsoft Teams again. <laughs> yeah, cannot wait to make that drive. That's gonna be a blast. <laughs> Anyways, thank you all for listening. I hope you all, uh, for those in school finish it off strong yeah, good luck on finals good luck on finals we don't write that in this program so <laughs> suck on it and uh yeah just uh take care everybody stay safe and uh get ready for some playoff hockey bye bye